0: Welcome back to another episode, a long-awaited episode of the of uh, the Scores Table. I'm William Robbins, joined as always by Julian McKay. What is
1: good, everybody? Man, I am so excited to be back, man. Apologies for our hiatus, but you know we've got some, you know we've we've been working in our in our jobs and making making some making some good progress in all facets of life, but. Man, NBA is crazy as always, and man, I'm I'm excited to to get to it with my guy right here. We got, see, we've been we've been dancing around this for a long time, man. It's eh. I'm not a Nets fan anymore. That's the first. That's the first topic of the podcast. That's the, that's the first topic of the podcast. Like, I'm just not, you know, and I don't want to say I'm not a Nets fan anymore because if. The Nets have like a fun team in a few years and maybe there's a bunch of young guys and they kinda of do what they did before again or, you know, I don't know, Kyrie gets traded or, or whatever. Like I can absolutely see myself becoming a Nets fan again. But right now, man, I'm just I'm just depressed and just don't care anymore. I'm just completely ambivalent. Like I used to yeah, get so, kind of annoyed in my head when people shit on the Nets and I don't care anymore. I, I just don't care. My my players are gone. My guys are gone.
0: So That's so it. let's so this this podcast we're gonna be doing two different segments here. We got buying or selling, and we got temperature check. Mm-hmm. So we're basically gonna run through. We got four teams for each. We're gonna talk about first off whether we're buying or selling these four teams, and then the next four teams, just 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 check in. Let's see, are we are mm-hmm. are, they, are they heating up? What's going on here? You gotta well, look
1: you get, we're
0: looking those teams in the mirror. We're, we're exactly. <laughs> so the first the first team we got though the first team we got though um it's obviously a no brainer. Julian alluded to it just now. The Brooklyn Nets, or should I say the new defensive, defensive, oh my God, defenseless, what am I saying? Defenseless Brooklyn Nets with their new star, James Harden. Julian, are you buying or selling the Nets? What do you got? You know... When, when we you we, know we, we before every
1: podcast you know I probably like text over Will some topics we'll figure it out beforehand and you know buying or selling is one of the best because it's such from a recording a podcast perspective you can literally be like all right yeah yes or no or just it's it's like an easy quick decision for the Nets I'm actually I'm not really buying or I'm I'm buying this and also selling it at the same time it's like I'm. Selling the fact that this team can't fucking play defense and is weird and is possibly fucked for the future because of Joe Psy acting like a acting like an asshole, I guess, and kind of putting his authority over Sean Marks, um, like like many crappy owners have done in the past. I think Joe Psy is really showing his true colors with this one. I understand you got to keep your stars happy, but I mean, this it's this this is just a, it's just not a move that is. Uh, I don't want to say it's a bad move because at, one, at on one hand you've got two top 5 guys on the same team and another guy who can play like who's a top 15 guy if he's like invested or comes to the games or you know
0: <laughs> arrives at the arena <laughs> if, he, if he's present
1: um it, it's you know and that's not I don't want to be the i don't want to be the guy shitting on Kyrie because you know what we've we've made our opinion on him clear in the past i mean will is a scorned celtics fan <laughs> Kyrie really kind of fucked the celtics and on one hand it's like Kyrie's doing this awesome social justice work and he's, he's oh yeah and work and that but on the other hand it's like okay pick, pick you i don't want to say pick us pick one but like you're not i i feel like you gotta you, you kind of gotta go all in like you can't just you can't just show up once in a while like that's not how this that's not how being on a team works. I wish I could go to work every once in a while. I didn't have to be on Zoom calls every day. I wish I could literally just like be in my own world and have to go to work when I wanted to. That would be great, you know. That's that's probably my, my one of my life goals. <laughs> and like you know. Yeah, I think I like think I'm trying part to part but you can't do that.
0: I think part of the problem with Kyrie here is it's become where when you when when you talk about Kyrie mm-hmm. and you talk about him negatively. Then then immediately the perception becomes but look at all the good work he's doing outside of basketball, which is mm-hmm. totally true. no yep. one no one neither of us are, are dismissing that. He yeah, I mean, some of the some of the work he's done is fantastic. He has donated an absurd amount of money to, to different causes. He's very active in his communities. That is not at all what we are talking about. Mm-hmm. All we all we talk about is and it's, it was the same thing for Kawhi Leonard. To build team chemistry, you got to be there. So if if, 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 his, if Kyrie Irving's goal is is to just, you know, just to 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 play basketball casually and and, and his main focus is the social justice stuff, then fine. But that's going to affect the Nets negatively. Kyrie Irving has, uh-huh. has the right to make any decision he wants like that. But it in from our from 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 the, from the from a podcast point of view, from an, from an analyzing basketball point of view. It's it's impossible to argue that the nets are better, or, or sorry that that the nets wouldn't be better with a fully engaged him. Of course, of course. So and, yeah, go ahead. I mean, and, and the thing is, you know, I,
1: I was saying before, back when I was a nets fan, before the nets traded, you know, like Karis Levert, Jared Allen, like eight picks for Harden, I was <laughs> like, well, you know what? I don't really care what Kyrie does. We have KD. If KD is locked in. Playing his ass off like he has been. He's been awesome this year. He looks almost everything that he was previously. It's like I don't I think really give totally. a shit. I mean, Kyrie can you know I don't know you can take a violin and literally just become a violinist. Not that there's anything wrong with being a violinist, but he can do literally whatever hobby suits him. He can be like can tour rest stops. I don't I don't give a shit as long as <laughs> KD is doing his thing. It does it's anything Kyrie adds of value is just like a, it's it's like a great bonus, but. When it's such a when, when Harden comes and there's even more media attention on this team and the narrative becomes will Kyrie play or won't he play? It just it just adds a toxic environment I think and a toxic energy to this team and we're and, and you know we've been, and we've talked about this many times but you know back to the topic of buying or selling the Nets I mean this team can't this team can't stop the Shanghai Sharks I mean what what are we <laughs> <laughs> there's, there, there's just nobody on this team. Has a pulse on defense, except for I mean, you know, KD will do his thing. Uh, Bruce Brown can play some D. TLC, I mean, you know, after a great bubble, TLC was a great member of the Nets going into this year. It was like, nice. This is just another great guy to have. And I mean, oof, it's been it's been uh it's been it's been some rough times out there for him, unfortunately. But I'm I'm buying the Nets as contenders just because out of their firepower but i'm 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 kind of selling at the same time like it's just not really fun
0: yeah i mean the thing is yeah exactly i'm buying them as contenders i'm buying them as the best offensive team in the league but Mm -hmm. do i think that they're going to win the finals no and what's funny is this trade has the nets have now gone from probably the deepest team in the nba to holy shit who's on their bench real quick yeah uh,
1: Ryan Perry, yeah, <laughs> Reggie he's not, Perry. He's he's been uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, point proven, I guess. I, I Reggie Perry's been pretty pretty solid, especially for someone who was picked like pick number fifty eight. I mean, this is what this is what Sean Marks does. Yeah. He finds rotation players in the weirdest places. It's, but I mean, it's,
0: it's really funny still. though. Still, it's really funny though because um, I, I mean I, I mean, look, in theory, in theory, if the the trade for James Harden while it was a lot i don't hate it straight up for like a value for value trade mm-hmm. um if you're just looking at like like okay james harden for uh for caris levert for uh um for jared allen and i wouldn't have liked that many picks but i under, i understand that the thing is though um in in a way this kind of is that that like Rearranging chairs on the Titanic thing, where it's okay. What are the main issues with the Nets? I was gonna say rebounding and defense. I'm not. I'm gonna let you finish, but I completely disagree with rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. We have KD on this team. Okay, okay. So let me let, let me let me give my reasoning then. Okay. The reason I say this is rearranging chairs on the Titanic is because you look at the Nets pre James Harden trade. What were the issues? Rebounding and defense, and they were the number three ranked offense already. Now they say, okay, we want to make the team better, so let's trade, let's trade guys for James Harden. The, the, I guess the people are irrelevant in this example, but what, but what does James Harden do? He he doesn't improve the defense. He doesn't improve the, the rebounding. But what he doesn't, but he what he doesn't, or what he does improve is the offense. But they were already the number three ranked offense. So mm-hmm. the reason I say rearranging chairs on the Titanic is just because while. Well, sure, everything looks shiny and new. It doesn't address the bigger issue that, hey, shit, there's an iceberg right there. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. I just, I mean, I, I, I just
1: can't, I just can't call the t- a team with KD the Titanic. I just can't. Oh, like, no. Okay, I, I just, Hold
0: on. hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't mean that they're a sinking ship. I just mean the analogy of not addressing the bigger issue. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Also, I want to say, pr- I'm gonna preface this when I say
1: that they is in the Nets. I mean Joe Psy as in the Nets owner, because. I am not going to blame Sean Marks at all for this. I, I know Sean Marks has been my guy. Well, hold on, call hold me, on. Call me a Sean Marks stand, if you will. But you know what? I, I refuse to think that Sean Marks would literally throw Kenny Atkinson, like, under the bus and then just literally trade all the it, – it, it just doesn't make sense to
0: me. It does not make – it's it does not compute. So, so yeah, I mean I, I – Obviously, you know every every trade that you make is going to be ownership influence. The ownership has to approve anything. That being said, I mean I'm sure Sean Marks was on board with this, and I'm not and I'm not and I'm not not saying throw him under the bus because I again I don't totally hate the idea of the trade for from from a oh wow we got James Harden and honestly James Harden in a lot of ways is kind of Kyrie insurance too. Oh, it's great Kyrie insurance because possibly you
1: think of the picks like. The first three years could just not matter if KD and like Harden stay yeah. here. I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, ab- absolutely. I mean, I mean, look the 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 first the first three years of picks are, are whatever. It's it's you know it's the years like you know six years from now where it's like oh shit another pick swap, mm-hmm. you know? Because I mean even 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 the most optimistic point of view where it's everything goes perfectly, you know, seven years from now KD is going to be what thirty nine. So <laughs> I, you know. Uh, eventually, the picks are going to have value from a purely uh, whatever standpoint. Mm-hmm. By the way, by the way, do you know who the biggest winner of this entire trade is? And it's not even close. Uh, Jared Allen. Huh. Well, maybe <laughs> Sam Preston. <laughs> Just, uh,
1: see, see, I wanted to say Jared Allen because I'm. I'm I'm happy that maybe he could get playing time somewhere, but the, the problem is now he's a backup on the Cavs. He's an overqualified backup on yeah. the Cavs. It's completely- no, the,
0: the winner the winner is Sam Presti. You know why? Mm. Who has virtually every Houston Rockets draft pick?
1: Oh man, I I that didn't occur to me until now. Oh by the way, let me let me say something about the uh, Sam Presti real quick. I'm going to do a victory dance. I'm going to do a... I think I might need to do some... I don't know, some uh, improvised millie rocking or a two-step or some some type of dance real quick because I remember... I think I went on this podcast and I said, you know, the, the, thunder, the, the thunder are not going to be terrible. They're not going to be terrible. The, this Thunder team is pretty... It's pretty feisty. It's not bad. This team is not terrible. I understand that a lot of shit teams have like seven wins right now. There's like four of them. But you, this team is... They're feisty. They've got some nice guys on it. Like Presty can actually build stuff from like four or five guys that he has on this team right
0: yeah, now. Yeah, there's there's a few good guys, but this is a weird victory lap to take for a team that's the 11th seed and the six and
1: eight. <laughs> they were almost seven and seven last night.
0: All right, so that, that I mean that that still puts him at the 11th seed. <laughs> hey, I will always take victory laps,
1: man. I was a good, nice showing by Isaiah Stewart last night. Not really. Oh, like, I mean, that's... you know, he kind of got his hat handed like, going by in like, I, like, I like Isaiah Stewart. The problem with Isaiah Stewart is that it shows the problem with the Pistons, that Isaiah Stewart is, like, almost as good as Mason look.
0: Oh, like, I mean, we're we're not talking Pistons on this podcast. Yes. Yeah, this... <laughs> what, what an interesting roster. An like interesting dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I, I have one last thing to say about the Nets. Mm-hmm if i just said simply buying or selling does joe harris have a game this year or true or false does joe harris have a game this year with over 10 three pointers made selling you say no i say no i say absolutely he does i don't,
1: I don't think he's gonna have enough i don't think there's enough three pointers to go around
0: he'll 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 get hot one random game and just you know, I mean, there's so much pressure from from everyone else. And by the way, by the way, one thing one thing, though, that I do like about this about this Nets roster uh-huh. um, that, I'll, that I'll say I actually do like. I like how um, excuse me, sorry, I like how I, I like how they have they have the potential to play Kevin Durant, at the five, uh-huh. um, whether that's an accident or not. And this is something you know, I don't I don't know how Kevin Durant would play at the five versus how he did pre injury. That's that's kinda mm-hmm. of one of those things. Um but just, just in terms of like, you know, banging down low with the toll it takes on someone's body. But I like the small ball Kevin Durant five line if they can run. By the way though, this Nets team is counting a lot on Jeff Green. So have fun <laughs> with that. I hope you're talking to the Nets because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean, oh, I, mean I mean, still look, the nets, the nets man. are, the nets can still beat any team any night. Hey, um, speaking
1: of passable small ball fives, I mean, Jeff Green was pretty damn nice in the bubble. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. I hope I'm not trying to talk myself into cap fish Jeff but unless I, I wait, become a Nets fan wait, again this you, year. I will, I will agree that he was. When you say nice, I'm going to agree that yeah, he was probably a pretty nice guy in the bubble. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 thing is, um, the thing with the Nets basically to, to wrap it up is they are they are 100% the best league pass team because any night, any night they can score 140 points and any night they can give up 140 points. Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're essentially
1: the, the, the high priced Hawks. Hmm. They're, they're, they're kind of the same. A very, I mean, a, they're
0: a very much better Hawks, but yeah,
1: I mean, Wait, those are the two That's – didn't they have, like, a 145 to, like, 143 score this year?
0: Earlier, yeah, they're essentially, they're essentially the here. same. They're essentially yeah. the same. Yep, yep, they won 145 to 141. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, boom, done. Yep. All right, well, can't wait for them to play again. I'll have to mark that one on my calendar. All right, let's get on to the next team here. Let's Juliet, do it. buying or selling the Toronto Raptors. Okay, there's there's multiple problems with the Raptors. Sorry, I'm sorry, of, sorry. Let, me, let me clarify the question though. When I say buying or selling, I mean are you buying or selling them as as a, as a stable playoff team, not as a championship contender? I'm
1: buying them as a, I'm buying them as a playoff team because you know what? There's just nobody. I'm not buying Magic stock. I'm not buying Hornets stock. I'm not buying Cavs stock. I'm not buying Knicks stock. And those are the teams that are like above the. Uh, Above or at the level of the um crap the uh wait how, literally how am I forgetting this team the Raptors right now oh that was yeah. that was a tough moment and <laughs> the in the Wizards have, right the Wizards have been a complete shit show this year which is which is weird because we had them pegged as like the eighth seed and I'm kind of surprised it's just like yeah I didn't think West it was gonna before. be this bad. Not so Westbrook is not looking good, and uh, Scott Brooks is, is going to be—he's going to be searching LinkedIn in the in the near future. Bradley um,
0: going to look great in a Celtics jersey next to his best friend Jason Tatum. <laughs> that trade exception? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, he doesn't fit in it. He doesn't fit in it. Believe yeah. me, I've looked. <laughs> does Drummond fit? Next question. <laughs> yes, he does.
1: So, so the Raptors, like the, the, I mean, we've been talking about this for, for like, I feel like on text for the last two weeks, but the problem with the Raptors is Siakam and yeah, and nobody has a bad word to say about Siakam. So I don't want to say a bad word about him, but I mean, offensively, it's just, it's just not looking great right now. And the Raptors, you know, they've been missing Kyle Lowry for the last few games. And I will say this right here. will actually next year, are you buying or selling this OG and is the best player on this team?
0: Oh, absolutely buying. I said, I, I thought he was going to be the best player this year. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been really good. He's year. been,
1: he has been really good. And I'm, bu- I'm still buying Van Vliet. I'm buying OG. I'm buying Nick nurse. One of the, yep. uh, he's the top five coach in the league, you know, no matter what. Yep. And you, there's, there's issues on this team that also include like Norman Powell being like really important. Like, by the way, yep. it's when we're on watching like, you know, on legal league pass and whatever. The Raptors announcing team. It's like, Norman Powell! Yeah. Norman Powell! It's like, yep. like okay, let's... It's like kind of unlistenable. Let's cool, That's cool. It's, <laughs> Yeah. It like, this guy's losing his mind over like a like a mid-range jumper in the second quarter. I mean, I yeah. just, I appreciate the enthusiasm, but like... Norman Powell Jesus.
0: gets in the lane, hits the floater, it's good! Cool yep. The Raptors trail by 32! <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, you know, this team also definitely misses Ibaka and Gasol a lot. And, you know, I kind of – I think that they need to give, like, Aaron Baines more shots. Huh. Like, they – what? I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, it's – this team is – they're they're kind of – this is a team that's similar to the Heat and we may get to in the Nuggets that just kind of seems hungover right now.
0: But I am buying that they'll snap out of it thanks to Nick Nurse. So yeah, I'm absolutely buying that. Buying the Toronto Raptors. Here, here's some, here's some Raptors stats. Number one, they are undefeated when Kyle Lowry does not play. Does not play. Does not play. I didn't expect that. Nope. Number two, they've won five out of their last six games. Mm-hmm. They're, they're slowly figuring it out. the The Alex Len experiment <laughs> went terribly. They've already caught him. Um, <laughs> I feel like four different teams have said that. <laughs> Yep, yep. Um, Alex Len was one of those guys that I was right on, where I was like, why why is he rising in the draft? Can someone explain (laughs) this to me? (laughs) He's uh, he's very very raw. I've had I've had that. I mean, uh, you 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 know me. I don't follow college basketball terribly closely, but I've had a few really right draft moments. Mm -hmm. Alex Len was one of them. I think my most right ever was, uh, hey, why isn't Luca number one?
1: Um, <laughs> that was that was pretty decent. That was pretty decent.
0: And obviously, everyone knows my most famous one, the Lonzo Ball take. Which we'll have some, we have some Lonzo stuff later. Don't, 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 don't you worry. <laughs> um, but but yeah, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing with Toronto, Aaron Baines and the failed Alex Len experiment did not make up for the uh, the Marcus and um and Serge Ibaka loss. Mm-hmm. I still think I'm counting on the infrastructure. They're kind of a lot like 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 Indiana. In that um, super low ceiling, but also I feel like they they, they still have a fairly high floor. Mhm. Um, you you talked about Pascal Siakam. Um, yeah, that is that is the issue with this team. That the issue with this team team is that Pascal Siakam sometimes literally looks like he doesn't belong, and I mm-hmm. don't mean like doesn't belong like. As like as like a like a number one player, I mean like just doesn't belong. Like 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 when he for some reason the Celtic the Celtics like broke him last postseason, where mm-hmm. where Brad Stevens basically said, hey uh hey guys, Pascal Siakam is going to do a spin move, and then once he realizes that you're still in his way, he's kind of going to become completely confused with what to do. <laughs> And that's been and that's and that's been the problem this year. You know, Beyblade Siakam over here has missed multiple game winners because he just does a, he does a spin move and people are just you know right there waiting for him. And it's kind of this thing now where he's got to adapt or die. He's uh-huh. got he's got to set he's, he's got to you know get get back into the gym and say okay, I have this one move, and that and, I'm not, and that move is still really good if he has other moves to pair it with. Uh-huh. It's like and, Kawhi.
1: He has Kawhi yeah. has his back to the basket like sidestep sidestep corner uh he has his elbow jumper where it, it, it's like the same move every time and, yeah but it's it's like so hard to defend but obviously yeah. he has other shit he can do
0: yes and it's you know it, it it's kind of like um this is a this this, this is a bad ex- this is a it, kind of a similar example but like like paul pierce was very famous for his for his elbow step back mm-hmm. the problem is the reason why it was so unguardable is because it's not the only move he did mm-hmm. you know he would do it and it would catch you off guard. But, he, you know, sometimes sometimes, he, sometimes he's taking a post-fade. Sometimes, you know, he's dribbling back. He's taking shooting over you. Sometimes, you know, he's just driving to the hoop. Sometimes he's, he's creating for others. And that's kind of what Siakam needs to do, where it's like, okay, this move can still be good, but I need to figure out what to pair it with. I need to say, okay, you know, sometimes I'm going to do this. Sometimes I'm going to do this. And just, you know, figure figure it out from there. But he hasn't shown that ability yet, and that's kind of what's holding back the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, overall okay. I'm still buying them.
1: And the crazy thing about Marcus Gasol is that like Marcus
0: Gasol is like
1: kind of kind of barbecued at this point. I mean he's he's thirty five, yeah, thirty six in a in a few days. Happy almost birthday, Marc Gasol. Yeah, happy um, birthday, but, Mark. But but he, kind of like Jared Dudley and was I mean who I think is a more effective player than Gasol right now. But like he he knows what he's doing. He does the little things. He can make you better. That's not in, in ways that are not like you know points and rebounds and whatnot. And that's. And and that's something the, the the Raptors definitely miss. And you know what? I'm gonna do a great transition here because I don't know if we had this as a uh, I don't know if you your play to go to this topic next will. But you know he, he reminds me of Marcus all a little bit. This guy, yeah. Raptors, Nicholas Batum. What a nice year for him.
0: Yeah, shocker. <laughs> shocker.
1: <laughs> Coming back from the dead from the from the
0: depths of the Charlotte Hornets bench, Nicholas Batum. Yeah, I mean, look, like Patum. I think I, I, I think I texted you before the season when, uh, when Toronto, yeah, you know, when, Charlotte was gonna cut him, and this is basically just like Boris Diaw all over again, where it's like, oh, wow, well, the Hornets cut a French guy. We should, we should sign him. Um, but <laughs> the, yeah. the Spurs did the same with Tony Parker. Yeah, exactly. For his, for his retirement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we we're we're, we'll, we're, we're both, we're both buying Toronto. You want to go on to the next team? Yeah, let's go to the, the Clippers. Well, are you buying or selling this team? No, well, it's a temperature check. That, that, that temperature check. Next, next buying or selling is the Heat. Oh, um, so Heat, I am
1: buying the Heat being a playoff team. I'm not buying the Heat as a contender. They still have some, I think, some shit to work out. Um, obviously, you know, Jimmy Butler's been COVIDed out. But um, and, and that team, is just they're, they're still kind of like, you know, getting the shit together right now. Uh, obviously, a tough loss to the Nets last night. I think that Tyler Harrow being like the the, the kind of the star of the NBA offseason, you know, out here in yep. music videos and all that stuff. I'm like, I I, I kind of think that that actually like like hurt the Heat a little bit. And I don't. It's it's um what what's what's Harrow
0: shooting this year? Well, he's shooting he's shooting well this year. He's shooting forty seven percent. Yeah, thirty uh, percent from three.
1: But like, Harrow, three, yeah. Harrow Harrow never met a shot he didn't like. And this year, yeah. it's getting like, like, like he's jacking up a lot of shots. And Kendrick Nunn is still on this team. It's still kind of a weird fit with those two guys, even though they haven't you know played together that much. And the Heat are. It's it's just such a championship hangover. I think it's it's such a championship hangover. Yeah, it absolutely. reminds me. It's kind
0: right. of like that.
1: It's kind of like the year after the Magic made the finals with Dwight. Yep. and then that, and, and you and you're just you're waiting for you're waiting for a move to be made. Almost, you know what you know what the you know what needs to happen with the Heat. This is it's like uh, when Adrian Dantley was on the Pistons. They need to flip him from Mark Aguirre. They need they're like a move needs to be made with this team for it to yeah. be a contender again this year. That's my take with the Heat. Kind of so to wake I'm,
0: them up a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm buying the Heat as a playoff team, selling as a contender.
0: Uh, I, I agree. The problem, the problem with the heat this year is, is you can't just point to one area and be like, uh-huh. and be like, well, I guess you, the one area you can point to is that their team got decimated due to COVID. Yes. But, but, but you can't look at what they've done on the court and be like, okay, you know, uh-huh. at least, at least they're good on offense. No, they're the 20th ranked offense. They're 24th ranked defense. They got a lot of issues. It's a, you know, I mean, Jimmy's only played six games. But it's, you know, it's a lot of Tyler Hero and Tyler Hero has been shooting well, but it might. But it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, you know, Jordan Clarkson might get hot for a few games. And it's like, oh, wow, Jordan Clarkson scored how many points? But then like over the long run, it's like this isn't very good. And when Hero
1: is on the court and he's not scoring, what's he doing?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, one of the things... so one of the bright spots on this team that was absolutely Bam Adebayo, uh-huh. and this is a game I want to hit. I want to talk about his game versus the Nets last night because uh-huh. this game I feel like has not gotten enough media attention. I have not seen really any posts on social media about this game, and I need to bring attention to it because here on the scores table we do a deeper dive.
1: <laughs> I, I like that as like, a, I like at, that a lot. Bam, Bam like Adebayo. Like
0: yeah. yeah. Bam Adebayo last night had 41 points on 14 of 20 shooting. He had nine assists and one turnover. Like, he's really good. Uh I'm, and he scored. He scored. He had forty-one, five, and nine last night with one turnover. I just, I'm, I, I can't. I don't understand why. Why that's not like the talk of. But I just see fucking how many Lamelo ball passes on my on my feed. I'm just I'm I'm, 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 I'm going really... to
1: your Instagram feed for basketball insight is where you're
0: wrong. Well, not oh yeah. That's, that's <laughs> right. well, look, no one no one no one gets their gets their insight, but I'm just talking about like what the media yeah. has picked up. Yeah here. yeah yeah. No, um, I agree. I
1: mean the thing with I there's there's moments this year where you know Bam is you know he had a tough two two game stretch against the Raptors there, but I feel like Bam is all it's like beating Giannis in the playoffs almost gave him more confidence, and I feel like he's almost. I wonder if there's a part of him that's almost like hunting and like he I think he mm. wants to like really establish himself is like to, to get to the point where he can be like, yo, I am the best big man in the conference. Like it's me versus Jokic. Like I feel like
0: Bam mm. can get to the point And I feel like that's he's almost like using that maybe as like extra fuel. I, I could see it. I mean, right now, look, I mean, right now he doesn't have a case. Joel Embiid's probably the MVP frontrunner. But if that's what's going to motivate him, then I think that's great. By the way, it, when we get to our when we get to our much awaited 2017 NBA uh, redraft, mm-hmm. <laughs> is there a case to be made that Bam Adebayo yeah. might actually go number two in this redraft after Tatum? I mean, there's a case for number one. Really? You would over Tatum?
1: Hey, is, uh, Jason Tatum make NBA finals yet? That's the case.
0: Has Bam bio made an All NBA team?
1: <laughs> no, but has Jason Tatum made an NBA Finals?
0: I mean, he's made he's made uh, <laughs> he's he's made two uh, Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's pretty good for, uh, for three years in.
1: It's pretty solid, but I honestly I don't have a problem with each of the of those of those guys, and I think yeah, Bam is probably if if he's not number one, he's one A, and I think he is one A because I, I
0: would still put Tatum number one. Or or one C with Lonzo. All right, uh-huh. let's uh, <laughs> let's um, yeah. I mean, overall, overall with the Heat though, I think until until they get really healthy, it's tough to uh, really guess what's going on. But I mean, overall, I'm not terribly impressed with uh, with their season so far. All right, uh-huh. last team buying or selling. We we just mentioned him before, the Denver Nuggets. Now the thing with the Nuggets, they're nine and seven. They've, uh, you know, they're on they're on a three-game win streak. They're they're finally heating up a little bit. Um, Jokic just had a few really good games this year. Uh-huh. But there's something that's a little bit off with them. So Julian, are you buying or selling the Denver Nuggets? And and when I say buying, I mean are you buying or selling them as a a Western Conference Finals team?
1: I'm selling them as a Western Conference team but buying them to be still really good this year. I think that the Nuggets have a I still, you know, this has been the narrative. That's the this is the messed up thing with the Nuggets and also the Sixers. There's the trade narrative is still there for them. And they still, I, they, I still think they really do have a move to make. I mean, the X factor with them as always is Michael Porter Jr. And he hasn't played this year. So all the nuggets can, you know, all their, you know, wins and losses can kind of have an asterisk next to them for that. But this team does miss Tory Craig and Jeremy Grant. And I don't think yep. there's any, there's, there's no question about that. And the biggest, but the biggest problem is that, you know, after, the bubble. The big takeaway was Jamal Murray. Whoa, that's the that's the guy. He and Jokic. That's like the that could be the next big two tandem. And Murray more or less has kind of just been regular Jamal Murray. He didn't. Yeah. It, it looks like he. I, I don't want to say he took a step back, but he kind of just looks like how he usually was like last year before yeah, he's just, he yeah, kind of had Jamal that, Murray. Yeah, he's very good. He's. Great, he's a great streaky sh- shooter. He's an all-star caliber player when he's you know doing his thing. But it's it's he's still having those like two of ten games, and then he has the you know the eleven of twenty-seven game against the Jazz where he looks great. And the the, the Nuggets are really obviously they're they're a hot and cold team that's kind of going when he's going, and it's just they're they're just very inconsistent and. The, the the game against the Suns last night was a was a really interesting one that uh, that despite having no Devin Booker Phoenix almost won this and mm-hmm. Murray Murray had a really good game but I still think that they really do have another move to make they need a three and D guy as <laughs> as yeah. the case for I mean every single NBA team but yes I want I want to hear what you think
0: well yeah I mean the yeah the problem the problem with this team is they're the exact same team as last year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh in that they're they they go on stretches where they look absolutely unguardable. Um you know everything is clicking and then they have moments where you know Jokic checks out and it's like oh no it's not a Jamal Murray night now what. Mhm. Um mm. and that's and that's Will, yeah. Will Barton and everyone is just looking at each other. <laughs> he, yeah. You, you want it this possession? Or? Yeah and I mean Jokic this year Jokic this year I think has been you know if if Embiid wasn't having this kind of MVP level year it would be um, it would be far and away uh, Jokic is the uh, as the best big man in basketball. I mean he's damn near averaging a triple double this year. I mean he's averaging twenty twenty six twelve and nine and a half assists. Uh-huh. Um, I mean I, he the the, the the problem with the Nuggets again um, is it just after Jokic who who is who is the guy when Jamal Murray is not having a Jamal Murray night. Uh, which, you know, happens, happens a decent amount. I mean, Gary Harris isn't someone you can count on. Michael Porter is so up and down. And if you can, if Mike Malone will even keep him on the court, that's a whole different thing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, because I mean, you, you look at Michael Porter play and he still has moments where he looks like, Oh wow, this guy looks like, you know, Mac and KD, uh-huh. but then he has other moments where it's like, is this guy even playable? Uh And they just have too many of those guys. Like you said, they have a move to make. I think that Bradley Beal is the guy that they absolutely need, um, you know, when he comes available. But the problem is their their promising young core is getting to a point now where they're going to lose their trade value.
1: Uh
0: And they're kind of on a ticking clock, but there's no one really available who – I mean the the next two kind of guys that are going to be available are probably, you know, Bradley Beal and Carl anthony Towns. Mm. Tobias Harris. Yeah, I mean Tobias Harris would be good for them, but he really would be. Tobias Harris is good. He's Tobias bad. Harris is overpaid, but he's good. Yeah, he's yeah. He, he, And and at the same
1: time, it's it's you know I mean there's just obviously questions about him in the playoffs and whatnot, but he's still he's your third guy. He can he actually can play defense and can yeah. run a pick and roll and create his own shot some too, and that's something that he, he adds a whole other component of versatility to the nuggets that they don't otherwise have. But yeah, I mean, obviously we, we know the problem with, with Tobias.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, so if I have to say buying or selling on this nuggets team, I'm, I'm buying them as, as a fun, regular season. Maybe they make it out of the first round team, but I, but I don't think they're anything more. And I think that, you know, they, you know, they made, they made the Western conference finals last year, but I worry that it was a lot more Portland making the Western Conference Finals, you know, where it's like uh-huh. they get there because of a few lucky breaks. You know, they got lucky because Pandemic P showed up. Uh-huh. And then, you know, just you know, like you, you go from there. But overall, I mean, I don't I don't think that their their core is ready for, uh, you know, is ready is ready to be like a championship level team. And they got they have a lot of really good NBA players, but I'm just not I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's enough. Um, Agreed. Agreed. We've got a uh, we got a temperature check next, right? Temperature check. Temperature awesome. check. Uh, the first temperature check team here. We got the Clippers. Speaking of pandemic pay, Julian Clippers. They they lost by like fifty something earlier this year. <laughs> they've looked better since? What, what what have you thought about the Clippers? For,
1: for for temperature check, we got to do uh, we got to do warm, uh, hot or cold. So for, for the uh, for the Clippers, I'm gonna go. Warm, just because even though that they've they're on what like a six-game winning streak at this point, you know they've they've looked they've looked really good in the last few games. um But it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. It's I'm just I it's like I kind of just keep needing to see more from this team to like completely believe it. And I think I mean Batum has obviously been a revelation for them. They still have to figure out kind of what they're doing with Lou Williams. I think I would say I'm buying the Clippers if they make the trade that I proposed, uh, I think just a podcast ago Lou Williams for George Hill. Throwing a pick, throwing a young player, hmm. Ter- Lou Williams and Terrence Mann for George Hill works. I love it. And I, I think it. that I, I really, I still think they have a move to make. Um, Zubac had a lot, la- had a nice last game, but there's, there, there's still something that needs to happen with them. But I think they're, they're, I mean, they're in a hell of a lot better position than they were a few months ago. So
0: absolutely, kudos, absolutely. kudos to
1: the Clippers for that. So I'm buying them more than, more than I was then.
0: Yeah. So here, here's the thing with the Clippers. I feel like I'm going to be made a fool by them. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a good way. Mm-hmm. Every bit of me wants to say. Well, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're 12 and four, they're tied for second in the conference. They, uh, you know, they have, they have two of the top, you know, 15 players in the league. They Uh have a, they have a guy who at any night can be the best player in the league. Um, you know, they got, they got Nick Batum back from the dead. They got Pat Bev, who's a good defender. abaca has been pretty good for him. You know, Canard can, can shoot Marcus Morris gets hot. Every, every bit of me wants to say, okay, then why not them? but here's why not i don't care what paul george is shooting this year and he's been fantastic he's shooting 50-50 92 this year uh-huh. but we've seen regular season paul george before and, and 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 it's kind of that that james harden thing where it's like yeah okay great yeah, you're you're averaging 36 points can you win in the playoffs and that's just is, that's just that's just what the clippers are are for me right now where it's okay paul george has now had three straight bad playoff trips mhm uh-huh. Can he, can, can, can he, can he turn it around? And that, that's all that comes down to, down to for me. Uh-huh. I'm with you on that. Um, but I mean, you know, other, other than Paul George, I mean, Kawhi is having a great season. He's almost 50, 40, 90, you know, he's at, he's averaging 24, five and five and six. Uh, you know, he's, pl- he's playing great this year. He's actually, you know, he's not load managing the, the, they're going to build better chemistry. Um, I'm excited to watch him going forward. I just I I have this this Paul George monkey like stuck in the back of my head, you know. We all do. We all do. We so, I I, I, they're tough. I wish the
1: best for I wish the best for for Paul George, but we, we we just need to it's it's just like people just kept we need to keep getting proved right about yeah. Paul George for any stretch of time. And it's just you just get burned a few too many yeah. times and you just get scared.
0: Yeah, I mean un- until until I see uh you know a really strong Paul George kind of run then it's it's just it's really tough. Agreed. All right. Next next temperature check team, a team that I am so excited to talk about here. Your second worst team in the Western Conference, the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh boy. This okay, this
1: Pelicans team is You know what the funny thing is about – this This just occurred to me this morning, and I felt like a complete genius. We were excited to have Stan Van Gunny back in the NBA even though we unfortunately lost him as a commentator. Yeah. And we were saying, you know what? The problem with Detroit is that they let him GM. So they were playing Josh Smith, Greg Monroe, and Drummond together. This time they didn't let him GM. And yet they're playing Brandon Ingram, Zion, and Stephen Adams together.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: it's like, what, what, look, I was I liked having Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams is good, especially on a young team. Set screens, yep. rebounds, tough guy, can play some defense. Nice. Even though they, I don't really know why they kind of overpaid him. Like it did, that doesn't that, that did didn't make, make sense. sense no. But I mean, it's not he's nice to have. Um, especially one like Jackson Hayes is really raw. But. I, I don't. This is weird. This is really weird. This team should be way better than they are. They should be way better. They have the personnel. JJ Reddick's minutes have been all over the place this year. Yep. They, they, Eric Bledsoe is kind of a weird fit. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know what to think about this. I mean, I don't want to say Stan Van Gundy should be fired, but it's like,
0: like oh, what? A couple what? Of
1: what? I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying he should be fired, but it's like, what the fuck are we doing with the lineup? It's like, what is happening?
0: I don't well, understand I'll, I'll, this. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's wrong with this team. Sounds good. I'll tell you what's wrong with this team. Oh, and by I the deep, way, Nick yeah. Alexander
1: Walker, finally. He's We've good. We've been waiting for this. We've He's been, been waiting for this we, for like a thought, year and a
0: half. Yeah, we, when when he came out of college and we were watching him in summer, league, we were like, holy shit, this dude's a steal of the draft. Yeah. And then we were wrong for a year, but we're back on it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't give up hope. Now, here's here's why this team sucks. And I and I and I'm not gonna beat around the bush at all. Their two best players don't work together. Mm-hmm. That's ultimately what it comes down to. Is I'm not sure that their two best players can be the two best players on a team together. Um, and what's funny is I really like both players. Both players, um, you know, have super high trade value. I just don't think they work together. I think that's ultimately what this team comes down to. Now, you're talking about Stan Van Gundy in terms of, uh, you know, roster moves and whatever. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but things that it's not Stan Van Gundy's fault about. J.J. Redick shooting 30% from three this year and 33% from the field. This team has absolutely zero shooting whatsoever. Like, J.J. Redick is the only guy on this team who's a good shooter, and he can't shoot this year i'm gonna uh-huh. read you some lonzo stats this year because to quote lonzo ball this quote is from lonzo ball on <laughs> august 9th 2020 make sure y'all post my shit next year too This was a response to a to a bleacher report post about him shooting 26 percent from the field and 19 percent from three point lonzo said make sure y'all post my shit next year too so i'm gonna read lonzo's shit for him because he wants it known also and i and i'd like it known lonzo is correct his stats are better this year. He is not shooting 26% from the field, and he's not shooting 19% from the field. He is actually shooting 39% from the field and 29% from three-point. So, <laughs> kudos to Lonzo for knowing he was going to improve. Oh
1: man, oh boy. That, that so, was super-
0: <laughs> but uh, but that 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 whole rant was to get to the point of yeah. Another guy on this lineup who doesn't work with Zion and Ingram. Yeah, another guy who can't shoot. um, And someone who has the ball in his hands a lot, to the point where it's like I'd rather be playing Eric Bledsoe because at least then the ball is in Ingram's hand. Because Ingram's a good playmaker. And Eric Bledsoe might be able to make a three. Eric Bledsoe might. He might.
1: I feel like Josh Hart is like Alan Crabb 2.0, where it's like he has a reputation, and I'm not saying it's not a valid reputation as a shooter. It's like Josh Hart shoots threes, nice. But, I mean, he he, he goes like, I don't know, he's like two of five. That's kind of like his usual, like, you know, or or one of three
0: from from three point, where it's like he's a shooter, but I don't know if he's like a shooter. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this this lineup has absolutely no shooting. It's got a lot of guys I like. I mean, they. I mean, they have like eight guys on this team who I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine, if you want to count Willie Heron Gomez, mm-hmm. uh, who's all Celtics killer second team. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, just they don't. They don't work together. They need to They need. They need some moves. And I wouldn't pull the plug on the Ingram uh, Zion thing yet. Me either. I would pull the plug on on Lonzo I would pull the bl- pull well, I would pull that out, out, out during his rookie year so whatever but um yeah I mean o- I mean o- overall they, they just they, they have to get shooters in they have to get shooters in mostly so they can figure out if these two guys work together because their entire the entire future of their franchise depends on it Zion's, Zion's been fantastic this year and Ingram's stats on his own are great too they just uh-huh. they, they they don't they don't work together And that's, that's Uh really all it comes down to. They got it. Like, how great would Zion be next to like Serge Ibaka? Like, like, so like some kind of guy like that next to him. That's what that, that, those are the kind of guys they need to target. And I liked the Steven Adams move. I don't like, you know, the amount they're playing together. I figured that they would, they would, you know, more of, more of like a mentor role than a, we're going to extend you and start you role. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of, uh, also,
1: I just want to say real quick. Ethan Moore is uh, we're getting bench splinters on uh on the on the Phoenix Suns right now and he's good. He can shoot. He was on the Pelicans last year, am I right? Yeah. Was he injured last year. Yeah, I don't oh. know, but like like there's 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 a few there's some shooters you can get. There's some shooters you can get and there's this team at least have, they have a few moves to make. I mean, we will see with David Griffin. I mean, he is a bit of a He's he's definitely very well liked in the NBA circle. Seems like a very nice guy. But there's, there's 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 some real improvements that need to happen with this team in the
0: near future. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um Yeah, I mean I, I do yeah, do you have anything else you want to add to the Pelicans? Do you want to get on to the to the last team here? Yeah, let's go to the last team. All right, last team here. We've we've referenced him a lot. Front runner for MVP probably, best team in the East. They're twelve and five. Philadelphia 76ers. Julian, what do you think about them right now? I
1: find the Sixers is really good. I'm selling them as a contender yet because I I need to see a lot more as far as I, I think that you know Embiid has been great this year, but he's been been awesome this year, and he's 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 really doing a great job. I think of you know kind of just sticking it to people that were like, okay, you got to get in better shape. You need to do this for a consistent amount of time, and he has yep. done that so far. But the issue with the Sixers is less Embiid. It's that you know the, we we praised the Sixers and Daryl Morey very much this offseason, as they I think they deserved as far as making this team more around shooting and just yep. making it make more sense in any way, shape, or form. But the yep. team has at least like an, like let's say two moves more to make, where you have like I mean Danny Green at this point is it's it's not it's not it, it, it's not pretty. There needs no. to be. It's he's he's out there a lot. He's taking a lot of shots. He's like, I don't know if he's 35, but I mean, there's a reason I think he might be 35. It's, he is I, 33. I, it's, it's kinda, I thought he was older. He should <laughs> be older. Like, <laughs> um, and you know, Seth Curry's Seth Curry, but you know, Tyrese Maxey not, you know, it, it, by the way, it's been, I think we were right about him. I think we were oh, right about Tyrese Maxey. We were absolutely right on that one. This team still needs more shooting. They still need more shooting. Corkmass can, you know, he can shoot the lights out, but he can't defend like, big, I don't know, Bobby Portis. Like, there's, there's some Absolutely. real, there's some, there's still some real issues structurally on this team that Daryl Morey needs to address. And Ben Simmons refuses to shoot as usual. Tobias Harris
0: is pretty much the same.
1: It's, it, I, I, don't think that this team is better than the Bucks.
0: No. No, I, I mean, think here, that, so here's the thing. I, I know, I know this is not a buying or selling segment. But let's say I owned a, a, a ton of Philadelphia 76ers stock, mm-hmm. and that's the question. Am I buying more or am I selling it? And right now, I'm selling it. I'm keeping it right now. Well, here, keeping here, it right here's, now. Here's why. Here's why. There's a very good chance that this team finishes with the number one seed in the East. There's a very good chance Joel Embiid wins MVP. And mm-hmm. I don't care what happens, because at the end of the day... I don't think that they, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure they even get out of the second round. To buy, Joel Embiid has been significantly better, like you said, than he was last year. He looks, uh-huh. his conditioning looks night and day. Like he, like he, he gets into like, like you know, like, like 30, 33, 34 minutes and he doesn't look gassed. Uh-huh. That's a huge improvement for him, legitimately. Like, like not a roast. Like, that's like legitimately a huge improvement for uh-huh. him. And that's why he's putting up such monster numbers. Uh-huh. The problem is that I, that I worry about is it's still the same problem with him and Ben Simmons
1: uh-huh.
0: where, it's, where it's, yeah, Joel Embiid is, is this, is this monster, you know, on, on offense. He's a great defender. Ben Simmons is, is, is the opposite where he's a fantastic defender. Honestly, you know, well, m- 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 probably, you know, top three defensive player of the year right now, uh-huh. but at the end of the day, the, the Philadelphia 76ers crunch time offense is just still, you know, Ben Simmons sitting in a corner or or jogging along the baseline. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure like what their what their, you know, next move would be. I think I think their next move is, you know, ride it out and see what happens, you know, just because you kind of have to at this point. But I mean, like Seth Curry shooting 56 percent from three point. That's not going to stay that high. Joel Embiid is not going to shoot 40 41% from three point. Tobias Harris is not going to shoot 46% from three point. All these numbers are bound to get lower. Mhm. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, even Danny Green's three point percentage is probably going to go down more cuz he's still at 36%. It's pretty it seems it seems higher than it. Like, it seems be. it feels higher than that Than it is when you watch him. Uh-huh. So so I think I think that if I if I was Daryl Morey, I would because Daryl Morey is obviously not at a risk of getting fired, uh-huh. so if I were him, I'd probably ride out this year and just see what they look like together. But as a as a person that's that, that's watching them, I wouldn't pick them. I wouldn't pick them against a fully healthy, you know, Nets, Celtics, or Bucks team. Agreed. I mean, the the funny thing about the Sixers is
1: that last night Sixers Pistons was way more entertaining than it should have been. <laughs> um, all the all the pistons, it's it's kind of like the the pistons is like it's like kind of I don't want to say I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like a good analogy for this. It's really like watching you, you can't it's it's like watching a car crash. You can't really turn your eyes away from. It's like Jeremy Grant ISO mid range with like 15 seconds left of the shot clock. This is this is I kind of want to see more of this for some reason. This it's yeah. pretty hilarious. Um, but Simmons is still st- so. Great at what he does, and I agree with you as far as a, a DPOY candidate. I mean, there was one, and, and even on offense, he can still get to his spots pretty well. I mean, I remember there was one position where Sadiq Bay, who's been pretty, who's been solid this year as we predicted, yeah, um, where he, where Simmons was on the perimeter, and Bay just came out like a step too far. He came out a step too far, and I was like, ah, it was like Ben, Ben just got that half step on him, got to the basket, did what he did, but. It's still, it's still. That's the thing with the Sixers. It's still boring. The the same narratives are the same. Need more shooting. Ben Simmons won't shoot threes. Will this work come playoff time? It hasn't worked in the past. Do these guys like each other? Who knows? Whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, quick. Oh well,
1: I don't want to cut you off, but quick buying or selling. I want uh, to finish this topic, but I've got seven minutes
0: left. I've got seven minutes left. Can we do buying or selling the Cavs? Oh, I thought you would never ask. Do you want? Do you want me to go first?
1: Yeah, why not?
0: All right. Oh, man, I don't know where to start. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with with, with my favorite po- with, with my favorite part. Well, this is Congra- literally your team. This is congratulations. Your, like, your, this is your people. Congratulations to me for not <laughs> giving up on JB Bickerstaff, for not giving up on Kobe Altman, two guys who I like. You laughed at me. For liking them, and I guess, didn't laugh like, at you
1: for Bickerstaff. I didn't like it, laugh okay. at you for Bickerstaff. I laughed at for Kobe. I laughed at Kobe.
0: You did. All right, that's, that's I was it. like
1: Ron, Rodney Hood. That's really what's going to make a difference for the Cavs come on time.
0: <laughs> well, as you know, as you, I mean, how many years have I been talking about JB Bickerstaff? It's been at least. Oh, it has been a while. Hey, yeah. <laughs> JB Bickerstaff is the guy that I've been, I've been, I've been, you know, I've loved for a while. Now let's let's talk about the Cavs. Colin Sexton looks like an all star. Colin Sexton looks like not just an all-star, but like uh, um, like uh, like an all-NBA level guard right now. I mean, good for Sexton. I mean, he was someone who I think we both enjoyed watching in college
1: who really played his ass off, even though it was like two on five. But it was like, OK, yeah. he plays in Alabama. I don't know who else is on this team. And then when he got to the pros, it's like, OK, we're still playing two on five. Like, can we get some passing? I understand you're not on the best team, but like we need a little more something here. And yeah. Sexton has improved his game. Good for him. He's still play. He's still a bulldog. He has really, he has really emerged as a building block that the Cavs can actually say, okay, we can build around this guy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the the, the thing with Sexton is, you can no longer say that the, that 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 the uh you know, like the the Celtics like like won the Kyrie trade even like you know. As crazy as that would have been that they won it, but you know for a while the narrative was okay. They gave up Isaiah G. Crowder, or whatever, and then they gave up this pick of a guy that's probably going to be like a, you know, a whatever. Mm-hmm. But the Cavs, the, I mean, he's been fantastic. Larry Nance has been really good for them. Um, just and just in terms of a guy to you know, just basically come in do 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 his job. He gets he gets rebounds. He sets some screens. He has some great dunks. He's extended his range. He can he's shooting threes now. I mean, and it's still way too much Larry Nance. Oh, it absolutely so like, is. It's like 20 it minutes too is. much.
1: Like, can we get like
0: it absolutely like, is. like like 17 minutes of Larry Nance, and I think we'll all be happy. Oh yeah, no, no, no. In a perfect world, you don't want Larry Nance playing 36 minutes a game. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but still, he's a good player. They and they have a lot of guys that I like. Isaac Okoro has been up and down, but he's and and he, you know his shot has not translated. Shocker, I mean. but. But he, but but his defense has his defense has been fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. Darius Garland is up and down. You know, his stats his stats don't look don't look terrible, but the eye test isn't exactly there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jeddie Osmond has his moments. Andre Drummond is gonna put up stats. No one's arguing that one. <laughs> um, but I think I think that the core that they've built now uh, of Acro Sexton Garland and now Jared Allen. It's actually a legitimately fun core, and that's not something that that that, that we thought we were going to be saying about the Cavs going into this year. The funny
1: thing is the Cavs are kind of as fun as they're going to be this year now once – I mean, once Kevin Love comes back, uh, it's going to get, like, kind of worse. it's going yeah, to get, get, get kind, kind of more – it's going to get more depressing because – I mean, this team makes a lot more sense with, like, Larry Nance playing instead of Kevin Love, weirdly enough, kind of next yeah. to Drummond or what. I I still don't know. But, like, it's, it still makes no sense. But, I mean, the, the cows are competitive. They play hard. You know, a bunch of the guys on this team seem to like each other. I mean, it's not – not like I'm 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 selling the Cavs as like being good. I mean this team oh, is not no, good. No. No, I mean I they're a, they're a bad think... they're a bad yeah. team, but I'm buying the Cavs being fun to watch and have a and have a few nice guys. They have a few nice guys. Yeah. Yeah. They're a league pass team. They're a league pass team. Yeah. It's it should be way more unbearable than it actually is.
0: And and we know that every every Cavs Nets game is an automatic must watch because for some reason Colin Sexton loves playing Kyrie. The funny thing is, is that the, the it, it should be it should be better than it is because the Cavs Nets was
1: I was back when I was a, a full Nets fan. I was I had the Cavs circled on my calendar as the team I was terrified to play. I knew. At least one of these games was going to be a bad loss, and it was going to be the net. And next thing on first take, next day on first take is going to be like, for freaking Mike and Mike or whatever. It's going to yeah, be oh, yeah. what's wrong with the Nets' blowout loss to the Cavs last night. <laughs> I will shout shout out Kobe Altman real quick for trading for the one player that Andre Drummond just massacres like every single night. Like oh, Drummond, is God, ter- yeah. Drummond is Drummond ter- is he he he's t- torn Jared Allen to shreds like multiple times, and mm. they have the. They they have him now, but um, I you know I, I I'm I'm excited to see what Jared Allen can do. I want him on a team where he can actually like get some real minutes as a starter. That's obviously not the Cavs, but I mean, no, this yeah. story for another day.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, the, I mean, look, the the COVID, everyone knows everyone knows J B Bickerstaff is gonna win Coach of the Year, so We don't even have to address that one. Um, but yeah, uh, you know that was that was that was this week's episode. Next week we got ton more teams to talk about obviously everything changes every week well Mm -hmm. you know we still have such a small sample size with the uh with the nets it's going to be fun to kind of talk about them going forward and progressing as the season goes along plus plus we'll have to talk about the celtics and how they and how they you know have adapted to uh you know post uh you know post tatum coming back from covid because they've Mm -hmm. been they've been such a roller coaster this year in terms of okay we have everyone but kemba okay now we have no one because everyone's got covid and now Mm -hmm. we have you know, a, a coming back Kemba, but now Tatum's got COVID, so we still haven't even really seen them. And we'll talk Kings, who have it's it's it, it's classic Kings fashion. They need to fire
1: their coach. Their team doesn't make sense. They have beefing fathers. And... Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about <laughs> Marvin <laughs> Bagley. And, stuff, so... and, and, and
1: they have uh, Corey Joseph and Harrison Barnes making like, I don't know, like 30 million, uh, 40 million this year. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Like, but
0: no, all, I think all, it's all to come next stuff, week. I'm, I'm very excited like, yeah. for this. <laughs> all right well if you guys are new subscribe leave a review we appreciate it and we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys later
1: later guys